Hello and welcome back. I'm Katherine Sikma wadsworth and you're listening to You Gotta Try This. I created this podcast to tell you about all the things that are making my life better, things that I think you should try. This week, I want to talk about reading. I think books are a unique kind of magic. They're like doors to another world. George R.R. Martin wrote, readers live a thousand lives before they die. The one who never reads lives only one. I've always been a bookworm. My most common childhood rebellion was staying up past my bedtime, reading under the covers. And I've always loved sharing the things I'm reading. As a little girl, I would make my sister listen while I read aloud my favorite parts of the Babysitter's Club books I was devouring. And as an adult, I still love to share books I love and to read recommendations from my friends. There's something really special about sharing books with friends. One of my favorite writers, Rainer Maria Rilke, wrote, "Ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. So true. So today, the thing you gotta try is joining a book group. I've been in the same book group for 16 years, and I've invited the founder of that group to join me today to help me tell you about why you should start one. And you'll get to hear a little bit from the other members of our group, too. Let's get started. All right, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Ginger. Ginger and I have been in a book group together for a long time time. And she has joined me today so that we can tell you a little bit about our experience and hopefully entice you to try it yourself. So Ginger, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted. Yay. I'm so glad. So tell us first a little bit about yourself. Well, you might expect me to say this, but I am a book lover Mm -hmm. and um, I've worked at one place for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I am married with two adult children, and I've been in a book group for more of my life than not. Yes, you have. Yeah. So let's talk about our book group and the rhythms and patterns of our time together. Well, we meet every week, mm-hmm. and there are five of us, and there used to be six, but she left the area. Mm-hmm. We read one book every two months because that's six a year Mm -hmm. because we know ourselves and we know that we're going to read 10 other books besides the one for book group. And (laughs) so in order to be reasonable and rational, that's what we do. Yes. And that works pretty well for us. um, Sometimes in each other's homes, but usually in a restaurant Mm -hmm. for happy hour. Yes. Happy hour is a great time for book group. We love it. So you and I have been in this book group together, I think, since I joined in 2007, I believe. But it had been going on for quite a while before that. So why don't you tell us how this group began? What is our origin story? The, the interesting thing is that it started, at least from my perspective, when I was invited into a book group by someone you know, Gail Hefner. Hi, Gail. And it was a time that was important in my life, too, because I was new in Pittsburgh, didn't really know people, and she saw herself as investing in other women. And so I was really delighted and honored to have been invited into her group. And she was very intentional. And so that made me want to do the same thing. Um, Cause I think we were brought together for one book. Hmm. Uh, so when that was done and I had some margin in my life, 
I invited younger women um, that I knew to become a part of a book group and to read together. And it was weekly in the morning for coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I put the kibosh And it was that. a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a really good thing for a long time. So you first had that experience in the 90s, yeah, with Gail yeah. back when they were in Pittsburgh. And it's been going pretty continuously ever since. People mm-hmm. cycling in and out as they have moved here and moved away. But at least you have been the constant. And a lot of our members have been there for even longer than I have. So it has been a gift of longevity and multi-generational glory to be together uh, every week for a really, really long time. So you have really been invested in Book Group, and it has meant a lot of things to all of us who have been part of it. It's been really beautiful. So tell me, how has it made your life better? I think that it's definitely the relationships Books provide sort of a means of connecting that's easy and that then help you delve into your life and into other people's lives in a way that is meaningful. And so I think it's deepened those relationships, but then also obviously there's like ideas and people and books I never would have read without some of the people in the group that they really wanted to read a book. And so I'm like, all right, we'll read this book. Particularly there's a memorable one on postmodernism. It was a lot of work to read that one. Yeah. I remember a couple doozies like that in my time in the book group as well. Middle March, you might recall me throwing fits about that one for a couple of months at a time. Middle March was not my favorite, but yeah, it does help um, to be, have your horizons expanded a bit, right? Mm -hmm. So we, read things that we might not have otherwise picked up, but sometimes they turn out to be great. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just drop them and never pick them up again. (laughs) That's right. Right. And we set our own rules for book group. We um, decide if if everyone hates it halfway through, we don't hold ourselves to making sure you read every word. Sometimes we just decide, well, that one was a dud (laughs) and we move on which I've always appreciated. Our, our book group, at least, is kind of loosey-goosey as far as the rules are at, at this point. I think earlier we may have been more stickler-ish, but not, not now. I agree that it's been more like the things you were describing about why we have this, why we get together and being able to form community and be a place where we can be seen and heard and known. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really been the gift of it for me. And I think it sounds funny, but I, well, ideas and books are formative to who we are. Mm -hmm. And it also provides those kind of deeper roots as well. Like it's not only that you get to know each other, which you do, it's that there's this sort of common um, exploration of ideas and things that you can then, that you then bring into your experience in your life and keep and continue to connect with. Um, yeah. That adds to that depth yeah. of relationship. It does. Yeah. What else have you loved about being part of this group for low these 30 years? Good question. Um, I have loved, I think the, the dependability of that time and, Mm-hmm. I've loved 
having, it sounds weird, but like, hey, I have to read this because I have this group that, I love that sense of like, I'm actually accountable to this group of people in a good yeah. way. I've loved mm-hmm. what you said, the sharing of lives in a particular way that I would never have expected. And the, mm-hmm. the cross relationships that have built too, like watching the banter between people has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have the shared history that you sort of draw on for jokes and making fun of each other. Definitely. I would say that our book group is almost more focused on relationships and ideas. And the books yeah. are a part of that. So mm-hmm. we read books and we talk about them, but we also talk about other things that we're growing and learning from. Um, mm-hmm. Experiences that we have or podcasts or articles or whatever. And I think that's what's that's been really fun about it too. It's sort of, it's not just about the books, it's about the ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And the book group is like a container for us to be together and to just have relationships and friendship over the years. So if somebody wanted to start a book group and they've never done it before, what would they need to get started? What advice would you give them? I would definitely say to choose people that you think you would really like to spend that time with first. They're Mm -hmm. probably going to be people that like to read, at least to some degree. Mm -hmm. And a good um, prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, an easy way to start would be if there's a reason to read a book, like if there's a speaker coming to Pittsburgh or your town or whatever, or if you want to go see a movie and you want to read the book first. And so having sort of a compelling thing to gather around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, you can always say, Hey, this was fun. Do you guys want to do this again? Or do you want to keep going? Yeah. Right. So low, that's a low commitment. Low commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. You could start with just agree to read one book and you can quit if you want afterwards. Um, And then maybe at the end of it, you decide you do want to meet in perpetuity and then you can decide what sort of rules you want to have moving forward. And you do really need some structure, I would say. So um, finding the people, depending on what kind of group you want to have, you know, who is going to be a good fit for that, um, knowing what kind of book group you want to make will give you some insight into who you would want to invite into that. But then you just got to pick some books. So you want to describe how we do it, how we choose our books every time? Yes, we have done various methods. Sometimes we have a theme, like my favorite one, I think, was Mm -hmm. books that we should have read, but didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right. What books did we read that year? I'm trying to. Oh, I think that's when you loved Middlemarch. That was one of them. Yeah. Wasn't it? Middlemarch is the worst, except for the last paragraph. If you've not read Middlemarch, don't bother, but do read the last paragraph because it's pretty great. What else did we read that year? I think that could be interesting to share. Americana. Oh, yeah. We read um, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. That ended up being one of my favorites. I read Rebecca a couple of times now. It's kind of like an old Gothic mystery novel, and I really liked that a lot. And we read The Wind in the Willows that year, too. 
So yeah, things we should have read that other people have read and we just never kind of got around to. So that was a good choice. Let's see, what other themes have we done in the past? Oh, we did one that was, um, we asked our friends to tell us what was their favorite books and we picked from those. That was a fun one. Uh, This year we're kicking around the idea of reading banned books, things that have been shut out of libraries or curriculums for whatever reason. So that might be our theme for 2024. We like to mix it up too with, we all have our favorites. Mm -hmm. And so it gets mixed up between fiction, memoir, nonfiction. And now for the first time, we're going to be doing poetry. Yes, we are. Because I love poetry. So I have been encouraging people to read poetry. So this year we're reading um, Mary Oliver's Devotions, which is one I would highly recommend. And you might hear more about in a future episode. So we'll see. But yeah, we each each one of the people in our group does have a kind of favorite genre. And so we try to um, read from all the different places. So everyone gets to choose something that they enjoy reading and share something that they enjoy reading. And that that is helpful because I think an important thing is just for everyone to feel like they're a part of it and had a voice in choosing what you're going to do. So that's a recommendation that I would make uh, if you were going to start a book group is let people at least recommend books. You could take turns where each month or each season or however often you want to commit to reading one. Uh, maybe everybody gets to take a turn. Or you could also follow like a, a book list that's put out by some group or libraries or whatever. There are lots of different lists that you could read. So you could just choose to follow along with one of those groups. That might be an easy way to do it. Um, you'd probably want to think about what limits you want to have, um, if any. So that could be a limit on like a format. Like maybe some people want to read paper book, but other people will only have time in this season to listen. So you might want to make sure that things are available on audiobook or that you could get at the library or um, could be something about how long the book should be. There are some of those ones that seem interminable. Again, middle March, very long. So maybe you want to set a limit around those sorts of things. Um, How many books do you want to read in the year and how will you decide? So those are all questions you might want to consider. Um, about a genre or an author or whatever. Any other thoughts or suggestions you would give about how to pick a book? I would say that you have to be willing to have your book not liked or not like someone else's book. Like that's okay. And you either have to decide as a group, whether you're going to read it or if it's okay, if the person just stops reading it, you know, or if they need mm-hmm. to power through, like yeah. I said. Um, right. But we we did the dot method of you get I can't remember how many dots we got. You come mm-hmm. you come with your list of two or three books that you are your ideas, and we put them all down, and then you dot your favorite, your top three, or something like that. And then mm-hmm. the books that get the most yeah. dots, it's our books. Yeah. We actually do this every year at at our Christmas party. We pick the books that we're going to read for the next year. And so it's really fun. We get together and we make like fondue and cocktails and hang out. And then we choose all our books. So yeah, we pick, everybody gets to bring, I think, two suggestions and we put them all on a list. And I think we get six dots because we're going to read six books together. And then we see what's 
what's the most popular. And we do usually try to pick at least one book from every person, though sometimes there's a clear winner and we just decide that we're fine with that. So um, for us, it's that has worked for us fine. So I would recommend giving that a try if you'd like to. Another suggestion that I heard somewhere in choosing how to run your group is that you don't even necessarily all have to read the same book. You might get together and just all share about a book that you are reading lately, that you're enjoying, what you're learning from it, etc. So that would be a looser structure for the group, but it might be a nice way to just get a group of people together with pretty low commitment or low requirements for entry. And they could just be together and start to get some of those benefits about the community and the friendships that we were saying have been really the biggest thing for us that we've enjoyed. What are some other tips for making it great? I think I think what's interesting is you can how a book group starts you know in the beginning may not be what it looks like a year or two years or three years out. And so I think mm. I think what makes it really good is the kind of interaction that you can have not only around the book but mm-hmm. around each other's lives. Um, I think asking good questions uh, and yeah. either to one another and or about the book kind of, but being interested, this sounds really dumb because it's true for all of life, I think, but being really interested in each other and in each other's opinions, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and not just interested in expressing your own opinion. I think, you know, for us, it's been fun to have a mix of neutral territory but then to also be in each other's homes has been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go all over the city into different restaurants. Um, we do meet in people's homes, like you said, but we have explored new places, which is fun. Also, there is something about sitting around the table, sharing food and drinks that makes people connect better than if you're just sitting at a conference table, looking at each other, right? So being at the table, sharing different things, it's a very different experience, sort of like we talked about in the cookbook club episode. There's something magical that happens when you gather together over food and wine. So that has definitely been true for us in the book group. And it's a delight. It is a delight. I think also having some kind of clear expectations about how it's going to work. So some book groups are super structured and they have, they take turns leading a really focused discussion. They prepare questions ahead of time. So your group might benefit from some structure like that. Or if you've got people who are, who may be more interested in getting to know each other, you might have it a little bit looser. Most weeks we circle around to talking about the book. Some weeks we don't. Sometimes we just enjoy being together. And so it's the community and the friendships that develop throughout the conversation that have been important for us. But maybe for you, you really do want it to be focused on getting into people's opinions about really important, interesting topics in the books you read. So really, it's up to you. And some books ask for different types of discussions as well. Um, Obviously, you're not going to have the same sort of conversation about a poem that you might about some nonfiction book about the economy. So depending on what sort of structure you have and what books you've chosen, you're going to have a different kind of discussion. I think the key there is just making sure that everybody feels good about the way that you're choosing the books and the way it's being led and you just you don't need to make it unnecessarily stressful so if you've never led a booker before don't make a huge deal out of how it's going to go like whatever you want to do will be fine Um, i had a professor in grad school that was telling us about this project we had to do and he was like this is a molehill 
We do not tolerate mountaineering. Like you don't need to make this this huge thing. You can just set a small structure and you can always build on it from for later. But just get some friends together and read a book. That's really all it is. But it ends up being something pretty special that has been very significant in our lives. And so I really think everyone should try it. Readers are interesting people and you should get together and share books that you love with people that you'd like to know more. And I think um, reading while, I mean, I've heard, I haven't looked at statistics recently, but I know that there are, there was sort Mm -hmm. of a dip in reading and it might be coming back again, but there's something wonderful about slowing down and reading that is good, Mm -hmm. good for your life, you know, good to kind of sit and do that. So just reading in general is a good thing. And I agree about the, the stressfulness, like you can find book discussion questions Mm -hmm. online a lot of times. So it doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be like a lot of prep doesn't need to be. um, I would strongly advise to make the schedule of whatever you decide to read, not too pressing. Yeah, because you don't want people cramming the night before and they don't even actually have time to interact with what they're reading. They're just doing it like an assignment. So that sort of pressure makes everything less fun. So having some accountability, like we're reading this book in the next eight weeks, make sure you finish it. That's enough. Um, You don't need to have it be super stressful. But yeah, I think more encouragement to read is always going to be good for us because reading expands your horizons and it shows you different perspectives and it's like kind of like traveling all over the world you can see stuff that you never get to experience and it's like time travel and all sorts of beautiful experiences that you're able to have and access through a book to interact with people who have died centuries ago and you can still interact with their ideas so it's really a magical thing to read and then to share it with other people makes it a thousand times better. And that's what I love about being part of a group like this. Anything else you want to say about it? You know, it's funny. I think that I will be part of a book group for the rest of my life because it's, it's just one of those things that matters, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be old and decrepit and yeah, still read my I book. I think that I will too. And I just want to say thank you for inviting me into it. Um, you've been going for such a long time before, and I'd actually even heard about your book group before I was invited. And it was an honor to be included in it and to be wanted and have my my presence matter in that space. And then to be able to hold that space for other people and welcome them them in has really been a gift. And it's like one of the constants of my life that I've been so grateful for through all kinds of different changes, job changes, relationship changes, health concerns, all kinds of stuff. And this group of women has been together through all of it. And that is something pretty remarkable that most people don't get to experience. And so I'm so grateful that you included me. And I think I will also be in a book group for the rest of my life. And I hope we get to be in the same one for quite a bit longer. I think people should start a book group because books are amazing. Having friends you're committed to is amazing. There's really not a downside. Great. The value of life on life and experiences that we we have each had have made a huge difference in 
how I see my life, it's been really helpful. I think it's pretty unusual to have people that you are committed to every week through years. I think it's really valuable to have people who aren't your family, who fulfill that role in your life. I've been really grateful for book group being that, and I love that we span multiple decades and bring different perspectives, but know each other so well that we can discuss almost anything. I have enjoyed reading books I normally wouldn't read, hearing perspectives I normally wouldn't hear from people of different ages. And I think you should join a book group, start a book group, so you read books. Expand your horizons. Even if the people are different, are the same, the books will open your worlds to different worlds. The books are important, but almost of lesser importance than how we each contribute to one another's understanding of ourselves and of the issues that we face. favorite thing about book group are the people and I think book group is an amazing opportunity for community and uh, I highly recommend the weekly book group personally even though most people when I talk about it look at me like I'm crazy Um, but yes it's about relationship as much as it is about what we're reading because what we're reading about other people's lives, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, and that informs our own lives, whether we relate to it or not. I love the fact that we don't always talk about the book, but we just enjoy each other's company, and we have lived through many seasons together, so it's as much about the relationships as as it is about the book. I feel like in some ways, in our book group, the book is an excuse to be in each other's lives. Every week, I like to ask my guests about something that is bringing them delight. That has been a big theme of this podcast is to intentionally build delightful experiences into our lives and to pay attention and to notice all the many beautiful things that are surrounding us all of the time. So Ginger, what is bringing you delight these days? I did some thinking about this and I made a, I started to make a list because I don't, I don't think about it very often. So I was like, oh, am I numb? Mm. Do I take delight in things? And so then I was having to think about like, well, what am I grateful for? And what is, what's been fun? So one of the funny things has been, I've, I've tried to grow tomatoes in my backyard for several years and they have not grown well. So we moved my tomato garden to where it's sunnier. And so it has been, I have so many tomatoes, I can't even tell you. And it's been so fun to go out and pick them. And then like, I have so many, I've had to give them away. Mm -hmm. An abundance. So that has been really fun to have tomatoes. Nice. Have you been making anything delicious with them? I just eat them. Just plain. Wow. Those must be some really good tomatoes. Oh, I have advice. The yellow small ones or orange mm-hmm. ones, they're the sweetest. Really? All right. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. Are they like the little cherry tomato ones? Yeah, they look they look like that. My favorite are the um, 
what are they called? Lemon pear. They look, they're pear shaped. Interesting. I've never seen those before. And they're yellow. You have to bring me one to book group. They're really good. I want to see. Do you have any okay. other delights you'd like to share? Well, yes. Uh, my son David comes over every Wednesday to cook, and that has been really fun. Nice. And you just sort of—it's like re- it's like what I said about reading. You just carve the time out, and you're focused on each other and cooking, mm-hmm. and it's been really fun. Nice. And your adult son David is how old now? He's thirty-three. Thirty-three, and he comes over every week. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you are willing to give that practice a try. And I think, you know, you're saying that um, it was difficult. I think that's very common. I think a lot of us just are kind of going through our days doing what we're doing because we have to and we have other things to focus on. And so it, it is a discipline to look for delights. And that's why I want to talk about it every week to help us all get better at noticing the beautiful things that are around us. So it's a really good question, Catherine. And it made me respect you all the more. This sounds weird, but I was like, Catherine notices. Catherine gets excited about things. I do. And I'm like, oh, I need to be more like yeah, that. I think everyone should be because it really does make my life so much sweeter and more fun and I laugh a lot when I do it and I just I see better and I want to see even more and so um, when I practice and having to come up with one every week here is a it's a practice for me too I was trying to think about it earlier today I was like okay what am I going to say this week and it just makes me pay better attention and so I want to put things in my life that make me do that because it's a good way to live yeah So I do want to share one. I thought of a good one. Um, This weekend, I put up on the tree in the front of my house, there's a giant oak tree, and I put up a fairy door, like a little door and windows that you put against the tree, and then it looks like a little fairy house, and I love it so much. It's the cutest. Oh, that sounds so great. I don't know why I think they're adorable. I keep seeing them. Some of my neighbors have them down the street, and it's just very whimsical, and... I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'll send a picture. Actually, I'll post a picture on our Instagram page. So you can find that at you got to try this podcast on Instagram. And I would love it if others who are listening would please post their delights and you can tag us. You got to try this podcast. I would love to see all the things that are bringing you delight today. You can also email them to me at you got to try this podcast at gmail.com. And maybe we will do a little mini episode where we read everybody's delights that have come in someday. I think that would be super fun. So if you'd like to be included, make sure you send in your delights. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Follow the show and leave us a rating and a review. If you're interested in starting a book group of your own, check out today's show notes for a list of books worth reading. And I'll be posting some of my favorites on Instagram, so you can check that out at You Gotta Try This Podcast. If you're already in a book group, let me know what you're reading. You can email me at yougottatrythispodcast at gmail.com. Well, I think that's it. Thanks again to my editor, Belle Batista. I'm Catherine Sigma Wadsworth, and this is You Gotta Try This. Thanks for listening.